When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Owl This is our second bonus episode Wow, two bonus episodes in a fortnight That Jesus is sweet, Christ. sweet These people don't know what they're getting man. Man, I mean, it's like... man. Yo, happy Friday yeah, you're sitting you there on a Wednesday thinking, I've got to wait another week for some of this goodness. And then, pow! All I've got to say is keep those emails coming in because Romish is loving doing the clerical side of this. Oh, do you know what? There's nothing that I enjoy more than scrabbling through the emails and printing the ones off that we're going to read out so that Tom can rock up and criticise my selections. Oh, <laughs> What we beautiful. need to do is probably look at getting someone who could do that for us. Yeah, yeah. Because your um, clerical skills, I mean, you're hilarious. And what do you mean? You, well, you've just got loads of really good skills. But if you were working for me as a secretary, I'd be a bit like, ow, sorry. Sorry, Rom. Now, uh, do please keep emailing in, uh, at Tom. Uh, Wolfowlpod at gmail.com. Very nice. Uh, so please keep sending them in. Now, again, same as before, I'm just going to go for emails randomly and let's just see what we get here, okay? Sweet. So... Now, do you remember last week yep. uh, we talked about George Clooney and Nespresso Pods? Mm-hmm. And uh, you talked about your outrage yeah, um, about George Clooney promoting something that he didn't support, right? Yeah. So we've got an email here from Tom Tunstall. And he says, just seen a clip of Owl on League of Their Own. Just so you know, outside of the context of the podcast, you can call me Romesh. I don't um, think you can. I think ours great. I love okay, it. fine. So just just seen a clip of Owl on League of Their Own. He becomes so angry at Mo Farah for not being vegetarian, yet endorsing corn. Seem the same dynamic Wolf may endure should he ever visit one of George Clooney's espresso barren houses. Wow. Tom Tunstall. So what uh, Tom Tunstall is saying is that the Owl is a hypocrite. I don't think he said that. I think he, I think what he said was Hypocr- hypocrisy uh, is rife in the owl. <laughs> the owl is riddled. Riddled, I say. Riddled with the disease, the disease known as hypocrisy. <laughs> Did you really go in on my Farah? Yeah, I mean, listen. There's some context to sort of set in there. First of all, I was obviously sort of exaggerating my feelings on it for the benefits of the panel show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I just, also, it grieves me. It grieves me massively. Yeah, but I, I can I just say something? I think Mo Farah and Corn is different to George Clooney and, and Nespresso. 
no, I, I, I judge him in the same in the same manner I judge George Clooney. Uh, if he's not a vegetarian, he shouldn't be. Because yeah. that, that he's taking you could have done that advert, and everyone. I mean, you're like Captain Vegan. You know what I mean? So everyone would have known that you are a vegan. Is 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 uh is Captain Vegan a name you'd like to stick? <laughs> uh, just so, guys, just so you know, I can tell when Tom has coined something sort of evil that he's hoping is going to have some legs. Because it's almost an imperceptible pause, and then I see a little smile play at the the corners of his mouth. And that's what happened there. He said, Captain Vegan. And he waited for me to bite there, and I didn't. And he almost looked sort of saddened by that. Um, So, guys, if you can come in with designs of what Captain Vegan may look like, that would be amazing. (laughs) We've got some incredible people, by the way, who email in pictures and, and thus, and I find them very enjoyable. So thank you. They, yeah, they really brighten up my week. Well, look, in the interest of balance, there is an email that takes the opposing view. Uh, oh, wow. So first off, great podcast. Love both your work. Murdering Successful is one of the best comedy shows in a long time. And Romesh does some stuff as well. Anyway, enough ass kissing. I'm interested to know why Tom gets so worked up and in such a rampacious rage about adverts. I'd say adverts are predominantly done by actors, whether they be megastars or people trying to break through in the industry. They're playing a part. Not trying to tell you this is how they live their life. Right, here, let me just jump in here. Let me just jump in here. Okay, Right, who's this person? So, are they anonymous? Uh, this person is Glenn. Glenn. So, Glenn, mate, completely agree with what you're saying. And I have no axe to grind if it's an actor coming in to play a part, right, and they're playing a part within an advert. So, if someone comes in and their part is to play a guy who's enjoying an espresso, I dig that. Right, that's cool. If, however... It's a multi-million pound superstar who comes into it and it's like, hey, I'm George Clooney and I drink Nespresso. As soon as you put your name in that advert, right, that's when that's when the that's when the gloves are off, baby. That's where that's where the whole thing that's when the whole dynamic changes. The landscape changes. What right? if he's pl- what if he's playing George Clooney? What if he's playing a version of himself? No, 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 no. He's put his name to it. If George Clooney went, hey, I'm Aaron Roberts, and I love Nespresso, I'd go, oh, George Clooney's playing a part, right? But in these things that we're talking about, he's not, is he? Okay, what if, what if, okay, is there a loophole in this in which he turns up for this Nespresso advert and, he, and, and he's just refu- referred to as George, but... He might be playing. No, 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 George, no, no, no. He no, might be playing. He, no, but he might be playing. He might be George Roberts. It's he might be George Andrews. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to be. No, 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 no. It's, I'll tell you who's got off very lightly, actually, and I didn't think I'd say this uh, of this, and and it pains me to say it, but someone spoke to me about this this, this week. Uh, is Robert De Niro? I I look at how Robert, young Robert De Niro, is going to talk to old Robert De Niro. Like if you went back in time, if you could get a time machine, the first one of the first things I'd do with a time machine. Is go back and say to like I get go to the set of Raging Ball and I just walk up to Robert De Niro and go mate mate grab hold of yourself like in thirty years time because you're doing fucking adverts for bread and 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 Yaris cars. Have you seen it? Have you seen that 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 car advert? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Robert De Niro, arguably the greatest actor ever, and he's dressed so, up like so, a so, so. Listen, I mean, come on, here's, mate. Here's my question to you. Yeah. Uh, do you think Robert De Niro really believed that he had to dress as a youngster for that for that thing? It's Robert De Niro. He yeah, could. He was, he, yeah, Robert yeah, De Niro, he was, I say, is one of the literally like 
you know, it, some of the stuff like when he comes out and he's talking about is literally the most bang on stuff you'd you'd hear. Yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying to you is, in the advert, he turns up and he's wearing like a hat and shorts and he's like trying to dress up really young and then they, and he says, "I'm here and I'm ready." It says, "Was it say call De Niro?" And he yeah. says, "No." It's the cars, it's the dinero, not dinero. And then he goes, oh, okay. Now, what I'm asking you is, do you think that Robert De Niro really thought that it was cool De Niro and that, that's why he dressed like that? He'd have to have done because he's put his name to it. Oh, Tom, now I'll tell you what's happened here. Can I tell you what's happened here? You know that you're fucked here, right? <laughs> and rather than admit that, you're pretending that you're a fucking moron. No. In order to right, here's how I see that. Right, that is his name. Right, De Niro. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This but, is but, but but that is his this name. Is a, no, this but, is but he's going to be a generation of people he, who are going to look at Robert De Niro and they're going to go, "Oh, he's the guy from the Warburton's ads. He's the guy from that." Yeah, car but ad. don't. But don't listen. Don't change the subject. When he turns up for that advert as Robert De Niro, he's acting, isn't he? Yeah, he's acting. Yeah. Yeah, he's acting. Nobody's going there. Fucking hell! I think Jesus Christ. He, it looks like he's really the fucking all grasp of reality has completely deserted him. We need to get we need to organize some sort of intervention. What people are doing is they're going, oh, he's acting. He's acting. And that's despite the fact, by the way, that he is clearly Robert De Niro in that because they, they talk about his name almost exclusively throughout the advert. So that is Robert De Niro. Oh, being I'm actually Robert annoyed De Niro. now about Robert De Niro, because this is what you seem you've for once actually got a bit of an argument to this case. <laughs> It slightly frustrates me I've even brought his name into it. It, slightly, it frustrates me even more that he's doing that. Okay. So, Robert De Niro, I agree with you on the fact that, I don't know. I, I, the thing is, though, Tom, I'm sort of loathe to go, to go in on this too much because we, you and I don't know what our futures hold. Do, no, do no, we? no. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like, I have no problem with people doing adverts. That's fine, right? But, like, if an advert, like Charlize Theron does the advert for the perfume, right? Okay. That is an ilk of Charlize Theron. Right. Right. I don't know what Robert De Niro's situation is. I just know that he's someone I respect massively and absolutely adore every, most of his work. Right. Yeah. So, and, you know, Keanu Reeves. I guess what I'm saying is I've probably got less of a problem with because I like Warburton's bread. Right. <laughs> I enjoy that. So I haven't really got a problem with him promoting it. So that Warburton's advert, you had no problem with De Niro being in that Warburton's. No, I like that bread. And I can imagine that he actually probably had that bread. And he was like, oh, I like this bread. It's great. This is good bread. <laughs> you, do, you, do you think that a fucking, even a molecule of Warburton's has passed Robert De Niro's lips? This is what I don't understand about you. Mate, you, I you, bet you, any money he was like, you know, on set, someone brings him over a sandwich. And he's like, what, hey, what's in the fucking sandwich here? And they're like, oh, it's like ham and cucumber and a bit of tomato with some um, basil. And he's like, oh, let me try this. Has two bites. It's like that's fucking good bread. That's fucking good bread. Okay. Well, what what what's what's become clear here is that when you're happy with the advert, you just engage in some sort of fantasy where the person uses the product, and then when you're not, you get enraged about it. You just pick and choose when it is. Look, I said that, that you I said from the start, if this. I went to George Clooney's house and he had an espresso machine, now I'd shake him by the hand and I'd fucking buy him a pint. In the same way that. Like Robert didn't is I find it so confusing because the Warburton's advert, I'm almost definite I probably put put five grand on the fact that I bet he tried Warburton's and he probably quite liked but, it. Right. <laughs> I mean what I mean if if that wasn't a fucking sign of somebody with a gambling problem. Five grand. 
five grand on that. And and how do you how do you propose that we find proof? Uh, I don't know. No, you, someone him. could ask him. We'd have to just find his agent. You get in touch with his agent and go. Listen, a uh, bit of a situation. So a mate of mine whose marriage sort of rests on on whether you've eaten Warburtons or not. Could you give us an answer? Um, okay. How do you feel about this, Tom? Go on. Snoop Dogg doing the Just Eat advert. Amazing adverts. Because I guarantee, I will guarantee, I'll give you a Tom Davis guarantee, right, that Snoop Dogg has used Just Eat. Right? And not what, only what is the that... Fu- what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Right? Not only that, is Snoop Dogg is all over those adverts. He's literally made them a Snoop Dogg advert. You're not telling me that George Clooney has written that Nespresso advert or in the same way, right? You've actually, no, I'll tell you what you've done, mate. What you have fucking done here. Ah, thank you very much because you've, you've dumbfounded yourself. Because you had, how you have dumbf- 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 dumbfounded myself. You had me on the ropes with this fucking argument and I was genuinely about to doff my cap to you, walk away and just fucking cry into the bathroom, right? Okay. But what you've done now is you've become trigger happy. You got too arrogant, right? Snoop Dogg clearly wrote that rap. He, so that what? advert is indicative. So no, just so it's indicative of everything that Snoop Dogg's career has been. It's a cool advert. It's it's well shot, right? That advert will tell you that if you have got a grasp of what you're going to do, make it yourself. A lot more than Robert De Niro turning up dressed as a hipster, right? That's Robert De Niro. Should, oh, if you want me to advertise these cars, let me drive around in the car and let me have my own grasp of what it's going to be. And I guarantee it wouldn't have been him dressed like that, making an absolute clown of himself. Boom. I don't, I, don't, I don't really get what point you're making there. I don't think Snip Dog regularly uses Just Eat. Of course he does. He's probably in the studio at least four times a week, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's probably got a card with he'll them. Send, he'll send one of his, like, lackeys out. Just go, go tell him Snoop Dog wants a pizza. And then they just fucking go and get it for him. He's in Just nah, Eat. No, 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 no. I bet he's using Just Eat. He's probably got it under a different name, like Kevin Watson or something. Well, you know what his real name is, don't you? What? Calvin. Oh, yeah. I like the name Calvin. Mm, not bad. Um, okay. Uh, thanks for settling that. You ready for your next email? Yeah. Uh, okay. This is from Foxy. Wow. Okay. And this is a bit of a genuine advice one. Uh, the, qu- the question is to both of you. You both have a fairly illustrious acting record. Uh, I would say that's true for one of us. Uh, I've seen you both in many things. Based on this, I would presume you're well-versed to give me some advice in this area. Given that you're also both comedians, one with a background in construction and the other with teaching, uh, I can't think of a single duo more capable of helping me here. <laughs> that is sign of how well, desperate this is. Well, yeah. uh, so, my name's Chris, brackets Foxy. I'm a painter and decorator. I never wanted to be a painter, but I sort of fell into it. I now run a small firm in the Cambridgeshire area. When I was younger, I always wanted to act or be a comedian. Life took control, children came along, and dreams of grandeur fell by the wayside. However, I married a teacher in the art industry in the arts industry, sorry. She's head of drama at a secondary school and is now pushing me to pursue this avenue as she believes I have what it takes. I believe I've become a success in life and provided for my family by working hard and putting in the graft. My fear is that I will go down this road and won't be able to turn back as I'll be seen as a failure. My most important things in life are my business and my girls. Am I pipe dreaming or is this something I could turn into a profitable career and where would you recommend I start? For context, and I've got to be honest, this level of detail I would say is both unnecessary uh, and unhelpful. For context, I'm six foot two, dark hair, 15 stone, and a big character. How, how will I be received in the industry? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. All the best, Foxy. 
Um, <laughs> so firstly, Foxy, uh, you're, you're a lot more successful than I certainly was when I started out. I started this out, and, and also, I don't know if Romesh would agree, I'd say that I never started doing what I, did, we do, I do now, we do now, as a financial thing. It was never something that I did because uh, I thought I'd earn a lot of money in it. And I, I genuinely believe, I think, especially with comedy, I think that's quite a negative way to come into the industry in. I th- you, if I'm, you sound like so successful, <laughs> like I, I, like genuinely, um, I would, I would have a real think about it because, yeah, I, I literally had nothing. I was living on my parents' couch. Uh, I had like no money, uh, and uh, I, I was pretty unhappy with my life. So I did it as a way of just having something else that was just I, I sort of thought would just bring me a bit of joy. And uh, I, I genuinely, I, I don't know about you, Ron. I never. It was never something that I thought about in five, ten years when I earn a lot of money from this. It was more like that. This is, yeah, something. I got a lot of pleasure from being on stage and telling jokes and making people laugh. I, I, that was genuinely the only thing I, I went into it for. Um, and, you know, just listening to your email, it seems like you kind of got, have got sort of life by the short curlies anyway. So uh, it is. And when you say about failure and people laughing at you, I'd say even now, like look, you constantly failure is going to be literally at the door most days. Uh, and moments of like, <laughs> like, shit. What? What? Yeah. But then again, Foxy, you sound a lot more rounded, and you seem like you've got a lot more self belief than either myself or Romesh. So uh, <laughs> yeah, if I'm an, uh, genuinely uh, Foxy, I, I might even get your email and start picking your emails for advice because you seem like you've got it all sussed. Yeah, uh, Rom. Well, I, I I do agree with that. I mean, I, I, what I would say is, uh, Foxy, is first of all, I think Tom's right in that you seem to be, have done very well for yourself. And so I don't think you should, um, the first thing I'd say is I don't think you should dismiss that, what you've achieved in your life so far. It's, it sounds pretty impressive. With regards to like, but, but I was in a slightly different situation to Tom when I started getting into comedy because I was a teacher and I was doing all right as a teacher. But um, the truth is, look, man, it, 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 look, I, I don't want to, the truth is we, Tom and I don't know whether you should do this or not. What I can tell you is, from my point of view, when I started doing comedy and I didn't get into to do acting, acting is something that came later on. But when I started doing comedy, I really wanted to do comedy. I hadn't thought of the, the end result. I hadn't thought about the, what I was going to get out of it. I just thought I really want to do stand up comedy. Do you know what I mean, that's where I start. I want to do stand up. And so I just started doing stand up, and, and then I eventually I got to a point where I thought, well, I want to do this for a job and it would be great if I could pay my bills from doing comedy. That was my only, I just thought this would be fucking amazing. If I was able to pay for my electricity for doing this, I would like, that'd be amazing. Right. And so, but what I would say to you, and I, and I've got a couple of mates that have started comedy since and stuff. And I've said to them, you've got to enjoy the struggle of like, you've got to enjoy the hard bit, the shit bit, which is trying to break in and trying to get better at what you're doing and, 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 and doing what and, and practicing getting better at what you do. If you don't enjoy that bit, then I think if you're results orientated, then this probably isn't the thing to do. Do you know what I mean? It, like, because it is so unrewarding for, for such a while. Like, you know, to give you an idea, like we were fucking, like when I went into comedy, I, I, like, I left teaching and obviously it's slightly to do with circumstance, but we were fucking broke, man. Like I threw up my, my pipe dream for us into fucking poverty. 
we got our car taken away. We couldn't pay the bills and all that. And like, it wasn't even because I was going into a noble profession. I just wanted to talk about my dick on stage and get paid for it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's sort of, uh, look, I guess what I'm saying to you is, is if um, you think you really fucking enjoy it and you would do it, you would want to do it, even if it didn't make you half the amount of money that you're making now, or even a quarter, then I think you should do it. But if you're thinking, I'm going to do this because I'll make more money from it and I'll end up being famous, or whatever, if that's the reason to do it, then I'm not saying that can't happen, but I'm saying you won't enjoy the journey to trying to get to that place. It, you'll just never be, you'll never be satisfied. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't even know if that is good advice. I kind of go for it if you want to, Foxy, but sort of just... Um, also, the other thing is, in, I, I didn't realise this. Comedy is full of rejection. Nothing is as full of rejection as acting is. I oh, mean, no. I, like, also, putting, yourself, putting yourself up for something and then seeing the announcement of that thing and yeah. your name's not there oh, is man. horrible. Also, to put it into a weird one, Foxy, is that, and, and you're, you're doing a certain, you're working in a trade, that, and that's what I did for, for many a year. But also, the sort of thing is you, you really only see the people that come through who have sort of any, you know, who, who are on TV or success or, or, or a comedy club that you might have paid to go. There's a long, long road of like, Mine, it took me 12 years to get to this point and that, all that 12 years was mostly filled with fucking rejection and like Rom says having no money uh, being skint you know and like you know not I mean I, I didn't have my own business I wasn't in the situation you're in I, and I also think I don't know if you'd agree with this Rom that I think sometimes well I think if you're so financially secure that you can I don't know whether that gives you the same sort of hunger to go out and do what you're doing and because and, it takes a lot to you know and i've known romesh a long time and and my, you know self i've seen a lot of acts but i think when you get the rejection sometimes the lows of this industry which can be fucking cripplingly low like horrible um if you go back and you've got you know that you're financially secure you know you i'd question whether you'd even go why am i putting myself through this i i'd made a decision and i sort of knew that I would just be a labourer for the rest of my life if, if if I didn't make this work for me. So it gave me an incentive to go, right, I haven't got the financial capabilities, I haven't got anything about me that it's either this or nothing now. And that's why I sort of threw myself into it, like once it became a job. And I think, I don't know if I'd have had the same sort of push behind me if, if I'd been able to go, right, well, I've, I'm sort of wealthy or I've got this and I've got that. But yeah, I'd never want to talk anyone out of it. But um, yeah. I, I guess what we I guess what we're saying is cause it sounds like we're being a bit negative there, but we're not. What we I guess what I'm saying is if you want to do it, Foxy, I don't think you've got any worse a chance than anyone else. And like no. if your wife, if your if your other half is you know she's obviously a professional, she knows what she's doing. If she thinks you've got potential, then you have, mate. But what I guess what we're saying is it's it's just hard. So if you if you're ready, if you're up for doing that, then go for it, man. There's no reason why I would you say it to you. You've got the main thing that you do need if you are getting into it is is a supportive partner because that's the thing that you need more than anything. Because uh, yeah, without that, you, you're nothing. Um, hope we've ha- hope we've helped you, Foxy. Good luck. This is sort of directed towards me, Tom, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it, all right? Because cool. it's sort of 
it slightly worried me actually, if I'm being honest with you. You know, it's I always so, use a comb when we're doing the email one. Yeah, why is that? I don't know, it's therapeutic, isn't it? I think it's my thinking comb. I um so the other day can I ask you a personal question, Tom? Yeah. What's the state of your pubic hair? I keep them quite low. I keep them quite shady. Like a buzz cut, I guess. Okay. So I recently um felt like my pubic area was slightly out of control, right? It was yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, sort yeah. of yeah. yeah. Someone so, actually said that they saw you in some pants and saw some pubic hair coming out the top. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, uh, it, sometimes I think that's quite, that can be quite alluring, sort of hinting at what lies beneath, right? But the other day I sort of, I just thought this needs a bit of, this needs a bit of controlling, right? So I started looking for possible solutions to this, right? Like, right. as in like, I know now that you can get like specific trimmers, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not yeah. shouting that. By the way, I, work, I I know two or three different brands that I would recommend, but I'm not shouting them out unless I'm okay. Fine. Unless you're getting in. some cheddar for it, yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so I ordered one. Right? right. Okay. And then I said to this is a, I said to Lisa, oh, do you know I've just ordered a, I've just ordered a little thing to trim downstairs or whatever, and she went honestly, mate. Her reaction, she just went, why have you done that? And I went, what do you mean? She goes, well, what's made you do that? I said, I just sort of thought, you know, give myself a bit of a trim there. She goes, why have you ordered a trimmer for that? Like, why is that suddenly bothering you? And then I sort of thought to myself, I suppose this does look weird. <laughs> I, I mean, like, if you were that way inclined, sort of, you know, if you... If you were, yeah, yeah. She, she, must, she must be thinking, well, I've seen your fucking unkempt bush all these years. <laughs> and now suddenly you want to fucking tidy it up. Why? What's the inclination? What, what is a sudden motivation to do that but i was just trying to better myself anyway long story short i cancelled the order i, I really i can't yeah because it was like well, so you've still got like horrible gangrenous old poop pubes no 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 i've I, i've i've trimmed i've trimmed do you trim them with scissors or with your beard trimmer and be honest i do not use my beard trimmer mate. okay i absolutely so, so basically the way you ask that i know now that you do use your beard trimmer just trim, <laughs> just trim pubes <laughs> listen if anyone listened to the last podcast with Sockgate, um yeah um. so what do you do you rinse it do you, I take, you obviously do your beard first and then you go down and you do your bush and then yeah. what do you do you, you, yeah, how, you probably I mean, use it on my head <laughs> but I mean you must you got to, you got to bleach that shit right or something what, oh yeah yeah you clean it you get a cleaner with it didn't you yeah okay just dust it, it off Dust it off and get it to Blow get it, it off. Get, yeah, get get it to go to work on the hairs around your mouth. <laughs> oh, that tastes cheesy. Um, okay, so this next email, I don't know how we got onto that anyway. Right. So this one's for Ramesh. I've noticed on various podcasts, interviews, etc., that when someone mentions to Ramesh that they know someone who's a big fan, his response is generally, "Oh, right," or "Yeah." Now, the average person will never know national fame or do anything worthwhile enough to generate a fan base. So my awkward question is, does fame and recognition get to a point where the novelty wears off and being a known individual with a large fan base is just your normal day-to-day situation and therefore someone being a big fan is just par for the course and slightly underwhelming? I, ha- I know you're a down-to-earth guy and the question doesn't come from a place of bitterness or hate. I've just never sought fame. I just listen to podcasts while I'm painting houses, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on well, this. Well, could this be... That's two painted decorators in a in a row. Yeah. Now, here's my question for you, Tom. 
And there is no wrong or right answer to this. Oh, this is from, that's from Jerry, by the way. Thank you, Jerry, for your email. Um, first of all, why do you think that when somebody says, this guy's obviously heard me on, why do you think that when somebody goes, someone's a big fan or whatever, that I go, oh, right, or yeah. Do, do you have any idea why I might be like Well, I could do a piss-takey answer, or I could do the real answer. <laughs> I know the real answer. God. Um, it's because you have literally uh, the worst case of imposter syndrome uh, that I've ever met with anyone I've ever met. And it makes you feel agonizingly awkward as soon as anyone gives you, even that I was one of your best mates. If I give you any kind of fucking compliment, you know, I, I, and I can say this wholeheartedly to anyone listening. I've been on set with him on, on many different jobs, jobs that I like, and I've turned around to him and said, oh mate, that was amazing today. Like you blew me away with what you've done. He just, he'll just look so awkward. And either say quite a barbed remark about fucking something I'm wearing, or uh, <laughs> sort of like literally, I've given Romesh a compliment, and you'd think that I'd fucking like literally like like he's scurried to his car and just got in and driven off and text me two days later. Would not been able to even sort of like talk to me two days later and go, yeah, thanks for what you said. That was actually quite sweet of you. So it's not from a place of arrogance or the fact that. Romesh has any kind of thought that he's got like this fucking national acclaim or this national fan base. It he finds it agonizing so much so that sometimes I compliment him for stuff just because I know how harsh it is. <laughs> <laughs> if I want a break from Romesh, I don't say, "Oh mate, I think we need to take a couple of days break." I just go, "I watched Rangan Nation the other day. It's brilliant. I know that he won't come back contact me for two days." <laughs> now listen, you're saying now. First of all. Um, I knew you'd know the answer. I knew you'd know the answer. But you're exactly the same, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, you are like, we'll be doing like, a, you know, bearing in mind, and I don't want to just sort of, I don't want to just say the exact same about you that you've just said to me. But the truth is, like, you think about King Gary or something. Like, Tom is, Tom is, is has written and is a star of King Gary, right? And then you you watch him after he's done a scene, and it's like he's just done a shit in the middle of the room. And it's really ashamed of how he's been. Even I feel awkward now as soon as you start talking about it. I, I like, yeah, I, it's a weird thing. So, I, and I don't, and don't get me wrong. I think there are people who I can tell you now who absolutely adore being, um, being told that they're, you know, it's lovely to hear. Don't get me wrong. It's always a very sweet thing. I think one would agree, yeah. but I certainly never, I didn't. And I think as well, I, I don't know if you, I never sought fame. I was never, I, I, I find fame quite perplexing and I find it quite a weird thing. Like I like I weird is so, you know, as we're just talking about that, I started this as an idea of trying to make people laugh, trying to be funny. Um and and so so the idea of fame is just it's a different I know there's clearly people who, who love fame who that's their buzz. But I find at times I quite quite a daunting thing. And well, I find it, I, yeah. It is difficult, but I think like you know, it's that thing of going. Well, actually, it's it's a weird thing because for us, w w without you know, the, the truth of it is, is the if you've got a higher profile, it makes it obviously makes it easier to get work, and obviously it makes it easier for you to yeah. create stuff. And like from my point of view, you know, genuinely, the reason I started doing telly is so that more people would come and see me on tour. You know, I do, I do, I do panel shows because I wanted people to come and see me on the road, and then eventually got to a point where I started making telly because. I really enjoyed the shows I was doing and I was doing it for the, for, not for the tour, but for the sake of doing the show. So 
It's a difficult one. But the truth is, in answer to your question, the reason I said that email worried me is I thought, fuck, that means that's what people think. Do you know what I mean? It's like, is, is the, the truth is, I find it a bit awkward. I find the word fan also is a bit of a, it's not, you know. You like follower, fan. don't you? You prefer the word follower. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer sort of like, we call them the rangers. Do you know what I mean? The troop of people that oh, sort of. Oh, mate, that would be the end of me and you. You start doing that. <laughs> Only, but, only um, because there's no fucking way that I can make my name work for something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the truth is, is that, you know, I, I find the whole thing, it, it, it's, it's really nice and I'm really glad and it's great, but I find it, it's just a bit embarrassing. That's all, it, that's all there is to it. So, Jerry, thank you so much. It's a lovely email. Uh, well thank you so much for your email. Okay, next email. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me, boy. Uh, Dear Wolf and Al, a.k.a. Tomesh. What do you think? I quite like it. Yeah. Okay. It was at one point what we were going to call the, email, uh, the podcast. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing, actually, because that up until maybe the day before the first episode went out, that's what this was called. Tomesh. Um, just chatting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no tea in the just. Tomesh shooting the breeze. <laughs> Tomesh with a sideways glance at the week's event. Reason, baby. Um, go, hit me. Okay. Now, let me start off by saying, Tom, I'm going back through Murder is Successful. Such a great show. And Romesh, the Misadventures of series kept me saying over Christmas, so thank you very much for that. All these shows are able to, you're able to watch on BBC iPlayer. So. Correct. Uh, well, you can still watch Murder is Successful on iPlayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, They're still keeping it up there. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking amazing. They've still got the bandwidth. We signed a new deal with the BBC. Oh, all right. That's okay. Things are going all right. Get that fucking sweet back end of that pocket, boy. <laughs> uh, now, that I think, now that I think flattery will get this read out, however, if you're reading this on the podcast, it's evident it works. Firstly, Romesh, coffee pods. It's very exciting, this. I use reusable coffee pods. Wow. It's reusable. a combination. Huh? Reusable ones. Yeah. It's a combination of Tom's ground coffee into a pod, then you tamper down, put the lid on, and pop into the Nespresso machine, then wash and reuse, therefore no wastage. That's Pretty exciting, amazing. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, secondly, Tom, I'm also hooked on Married at First Sight Australia. I would love your thoughts on this year's lineup. It seems to me they're going for a more Love Island feel this time around. All the women are very attractive and all the men are very muscly and equally attractive. It feels like they want to encourage spouse swapping. At the end of the day, I want to see couples like Jules and Cam. Also, it feels like they neglect the rest of the human population. Older people, people of varying size, want love too. Thoughts? I completely agree. I concur with that, by the way. The series before, I was just literally saying this last night. Yeah. The series before had a lot, it felt a lot more real. This does feel a lot, yeah. I love Jules and Cam. Big shout out to Jules and Cam. If either Jules or Cam want to get in touch with the show, that would be amazing. Um, and yeah, I, I can't follow them on Instagram yet because I don't do it until the series is over. But I will say that I think they are absolutely lovely together. Can I also, so basically, for those of you that are not watching Man at First, like Jules and Cam are very much loved up. Now, I don't know, Tom, based on how you're saying the series is going, I imagine but the episode you've got to, Cam has killed Jules in her sleep or something. But at the moment, they look very much in love. What I would say in response to this email, uh, Mark in Essex, is that um, it would, wouldn't the show be really boring if it was all Jules and Cam? Yeah, yeah, it would be, yeah. I, th you know, I, I agree with Mark. I think there was a better balance last year of like people like this, especially where I'm at the moment. I'm, I'm guessing Mark is up to date like I am and, it has got this week has been like wow. It just seems like, is anyone going to make it? Is anyone going to make it? Do you think? Uh, do you want people to make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'd love. I, I'd so like. Do, three do, do you want them all to make it? No, no. There's a couple of couples there that are just absolutely horrible people. <laughs> okay, next quick next part of Mark's email. Yeah, I like Romish. I'm a vegan, and I have been for about two years. I still, to this day, get called get absolute dogs abuse at work for my plant based diet, and often get called names like grass muncher, lettuce boy, and. <laughs> Now, just to give you an idea, Mark, of, of where Tom is on this, he's already started laughing as I'm reading out the insults that you're complaining about. No. So, so you know, so just no, to give you an idea whether, whether this is the right place to ask for advice. No, on no, 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 no. This I is just something, don't think they're very imaginative. That... I think they're quite childish insults. You laughed, though. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. Let, it wasn't, an, let, it wasn't an ironic laugh. It was. A... No, but lettuce, let, lettuce boy is like as a grown man. If someone called me lettuce boy, I wouldn't be like, oh god. Like if they called you cow, like the cow, or sheep boy. Uh, grass muncher, lettuce boy, and rabbit tosser are the three <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Sorry. So you actually enjoyed that, and not in an ironic way. You really did like that. <laughs> rabbit tosser is quite funny. I, yeah. uh, I can usually hold my own these insults and have some, but want some wicked comebacks in my arsehole so I can shut them up for good. Um, now, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, Mark. Uh, I have a lot of this as well, right? From um, and and not, you know, Tom. Tom is as bad as anyone for for sort of insulting of the lifestyle. You know, when when we're on King Gary, um, they're very they're kind enough the production company to provide vegan food. And when it does arrive, Tom will sort of tap me on the shoulder and go, "Look, they've got the uh, they've got the spicy carrots for you, or whatever it is they've made for you." They've got you some. No, only because uh, we I, have to pay I, I, extra. No, no, no. Every day you're no, no. on set, it, it costs us that little bit more because we've got to get your. And it's not like you're just like fucking any old vegan. I mean, you're like, yeah. You're like, oh, oh, you know, I want, I want the same as everyone else, but just without meat in it. No, that's not true. I've not made that demand. And then Tom will do stuff like we'll be on set, and it'll be in the middle of like every, it's very busy. I'm, you know, you're trying to just get on with people, and Tom will make an announcement just to let you know, guys, uh, the hot snacks are here. Uh, there's all the regular stuff, and uh, we've got some tofu dogs for Romish and his little vegan posse or something like that. And it's just so fucking humiliating. You know, yeah, but also we hired like three other vegans to make you feel better about yourself on the, on the Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> and well, do you know one of them said, "Oh, like this is the worst thing that we did actually get um, some vegan dogs, and we got these nice little vegan pastry things." Yeah, and uh, everyone else ate them, so Romish didn't get them. I know it's incredible. <laughs> I, do, I do, I do, I do find that deeply fucking annoying because, like, what will happen is, is most so, non, not no non-vegans think that vegan food is shit, right? And so then, what will happen is, is something will arrive, and then they'll go, "Oh, I've heard that's is that actually quite nice?" Then that one, and people go, "Yeah," and they go, "Oh, no, I'm going to try that." Then all these fucking people go and tuck in to your food, and when you turn up and you go, "What's going?" Oh, the vegan stuff's all gone. Kim. Can I take the sausage out this hot dog for you, and you can just maybe just have the bun or something? Let me say, by the way, I've had some vegan uh, patties really, which recently, which are amazing, mm. incredible. Uh, yeah, I need to give another shout out to Coughlin's Bakery, man. They're, they're, they're vegan game. Uh, is I think you're getting chain. a bit thirsty at the moment with Coughlin's. What do you mean? What well, do you you've mean? Done it three or four times. Because they're good, mate. What can I say? Yeah. Well, I, I, also, you know, the other thing, the other exciting thing that's happened to me, and uh, I'm not getting paid for this. It's not an endorsement. Krispy Kreme has started doing vegan donuts. Man. That's that good shit, man. This is the thing. Vegans will, like, you're getting all the good shit now. It's like yeah. you've been through the tough times. Yeah. 
You know, that me, when by you the way, just, vegan while, while we are being boring and saying stuff, um, I, I've spent like three days this week researching steamer hoovers. Steamer hoovers? Yeah, like hoovers that can also steam your floor as well. Uh, so what <laughs> have you found? At the moment, it looks like Vax have got the best one on the market, but I would like so any advice. Uh, so, uh, and by advice, what Tom means, if there's any, by any chance you know somebody that works at Vax, could you hook him up with a free one? That, that is basically what you're Mate, saying. Mate, did you get free Tango Blast, by the way? Did I get free Tango Ice Blast? No. Yeah. There's a picture of you that was circulating. And quite a few people sent me it. Then I was rubbish got a deal with Tango. No, I, I, I went and got a Tango Ice Blast. You know, that in, if you live in Luton, you can get them delivered to your ass. I know. I looked. I looked it up. You can't get them delivered to to my house. Sadly, oh, I don't live that far away from Luton. I did sort of think if I gave, but then what would you give for extra postage? And also, would the ice blast still be icy by the time it got to? I, I, mean, don't, I don't. I don't think when they deliver it, Tom, it's not. It's not posted. <laughs> no, why are you it's... talking about? Why are you talking about posted? <laughs> I know they don't put it in a letter. Well, it's not everywhere. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> Um, no, I got I got my own ice blast. Nobody from Tango Ice Blast has got in touch to, to hook us up. So, you know, so at the moment, if you know anyone at Vax or Tango, I mean, obviously Rummish has got a hook up at Coughlin's Bakery because you've been sucking them off for the last. I've not weeks. got a hook up. I've not got a hook up. <laughs> okay, cool. This is probably going to be our last one. Yeah. Um, this is from Theo Kerrigan. Well. Okay. Uh, hi, Wolf and Al, what are you saying? Episode 9 was sick. Just listen. Great crack. Nice one. My name is Theo, and I've always thought it was a bit of a dweeby name. But listening no to way. Mr. Cool... No way, Theo. No way. But listening to Mr. Cool Cat Wolf Tom Davis gas it up so much has made me back it. You've brightened my life. Romesh, did you name your son just Theo or Theodore? I'm 18, and I spent my life having to deny being called Theodore because nobody believes it's just Theo. It is. So heads up, your son's going to have to deal with that. Oh, yeah, and Alvin and the Chipmunks get that a lot too. Uh, now, here's a, this is a thing that uh, I just sort of want to take up with Theo. Now, first of all, Theo, I would say to you that Theo is a really cool name. Yeah. Right? So don't worry about name. that. It's one of the coolest The other thing I would say, I, I, do, I do slightly take umbrage at the idea that, that you've been given new belief in the name Theo by the fact that Tom gassed it up on one episode of the podcast. My fucking son's called Theo. I've named one of my kids Theo. But, and, and that hasn't given you any extra self-belief at all. But Tom just going, oh, yow, yow. Listen, my friend. Theo is a great name. It's a name with lineage. It's a name with class. It's a name with power. Love it. Respect it. Cherish it. One love. Because he said that kind of shit. That's what's giving you the self-belief, Theo. Come on, bro. Theo, um, listen, man. Do not let Romesh fucking quell that spirit that's going inside you right now. That's what I'm talking about. Fucking fired up, man. Let me say something, Theo. Fucking go for it, brother. Go for it. I don't know what it is to you, mate, but you can accomplish anything with your name and with your new desire. You can do it, mate. You can do it. Um... Uh, in answer to your question, thank you for that, Tom. Uh, in answer to your question, Theo, my son's name is not Theodore, it's just Theo. Yeah. So The true way. Go, the true way. What do you mean the true way? Well, Theo is better than Theodore. Are you Thomas? Yeah. Okay. What's... So on your birth certificate, it says Thomas yeah. Davis. What is your, you, you, you've got another name, haven't you? <laughs> what is it? Do you know why I started, you know I started laughing? It's because... It's like you're like a, a pig that's found a truffle. 
You're sort of sniffing around on the, around no, the root base of names. the tree. You brought names, but isn't your name like Wayne or Douglas or something like that? It's, it's... <laughs> I can't remember it. Something like that. Jonathan. <laughs> Douglas. Would, would you? My dad's name's John. He's not Jonathan. But you, you look, right. you're more like a. You'd never have been able to be a John. You'd have had to be a Jonathan. Why? You, you, you know, your boy Theo can hold Theo. Yeah. Very few of us can cut our names down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, he, he's not. He's it is just Theo. Yeah. Uh, Theo, enjoy your name. Uh, enjoy life, the Theo, because you fucking deserve yeah. it, brother. Yeah. You can do anything you want, mate. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm jealous of you, mate. You're 18 years old. Your name's Theo. All your best days are ahead of you. Man, Congratulations. Man. Just fucking go and own it, brother. Own it. Get a t-shirt with Theo written across the front of it. I wouldn't do. Absolutely, don't do that. Absolutely don't. <laughs> you know what? I tell you what. I'm definitely getting you a shirt with Jonathan written across. <laughs> Jonathan Douglas. <laughs> I'm just now so annoyed. That I didn't call your character Douglas in King Gary. <laughs> it's the only chance I'll probably ever get to name you again. <laughs> and by the way, you were so prissy because me and you were working on a new project at the moment. You were so. What do you mean? How was I prissy? You were so prissy about your name in that. So prissy. What do you mean? How was I prissy? You were prissy. We'll talk about it another time when the project gets announced. But you, were, I've never known All anything right. like it. You know, I must. I don't care about the script. I want first choice of my name. Okay. Well, look forward to that on a on a new episode, a f- future episode of Wolf for Now. Uh, Tom, what did you think of that bonus set? I loved it, man. I loved it. There's some sweet, sweet uh, swag in there. Guys, listen, keep emailing into wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'll keep doing two episodes a week. Keep it real. Um, and keep it real, guys. It and keep it real. That's what I'm saying. Sure, sure. Keep it real. And anything else you can think of from the 90s that you want to use as a life motto, uh, pick your own. Uh, take care. See you later, guys. Bye. <laughs>